Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, most of the time. Just so you know, the boys can get a bit too carried away and may say a few things some of you may find a little offensive. If this doesn't sound like your sort of thing, be off with you. A shiny new series of Help I Sexted My Boss will be here soon, which is a great excuse to replay some of the best bits from Series 3. And we begin in the first episode as William updates Jordan on how his bricklaying boyfriend is getting on. How's Mikey? How's the bricklaying? <laughs> yes, he's, well, he, he decided to throw himself down the stairs of, of the tube, so he sprained his ankle. Oh, was yes. he? So, um, if you're just listening for the first time, he's William's, William's boyfriend no, is, a, well, is, a bri- boyfriend. Is, a, is a bricklayer from Wakefield. He's not. He is from Yorkshire. Other than that, the Jordan's... The parallels or the he's image bri- that Jordan presents. He's a bricky from Wakefield, and he's a lovely lad. He's like, all right, Paul, all right, yeah. Oh, I've just done some, some graft today. Oh, a uh, thousand bricks a day, I'll eh? Should have seen odd carrier, odd carrier. Up them, lad. I've got best odd carrier this side of Yorkshire. What is an odd carrier? You don't know what an odd carrier is? Hod no. carrier. What's it's the a person hod- that carries the bricks. Right. I've got best odd carrier this side of Yorkshire. He's up that this ladder. side of where? Yorkshire. He's up and down that ladder like a bride's nighty. You just wouldn't put them together, the two of them. And they make a lovely couple. And it wasn't too long before Jordan brought up a recent appearance in a well-known magazine. Before we get with the church notices and crack on with the episode, anything you want to discuss this week? Anything uh, you want to bring up? Yeah, I, you were earlier when we met up and just sort of, you know had our weekly hello. You were... Which I was in, by the way. See last week's episode for details. <laughs> Go on. Could you not mention it? It's not okay. Oh. Thank you. That's good, isn't That's it? bringing yeah. us yeah. closer. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a break now. Okay. The, um... <laughs> GQ. <laughs> no, don't just mention random... Men's health. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> take a break. Oh, I, I get what you did. Yes. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't get that. Okay, I've just switched on. Okay, I ruined that. In episode two, William and Jordan received a meaty letter to get their teeth stuck into. Have they said dear sirs? Dear sirs. How do we feel about dear sirs at the start of a letter? Well, it's fine, but they do know our names. I would only put. It's always best to write to somebody. 
yeah. know, to actually to direct it because that could this could have got lost. Okay, but it's got to us. Uh, oh, he lives in Northampton. Should we just give out all of his address and full name? Yes, it's forty. <laughs> he goes swinging on Sundays, and he's a bit of a dogger during the week. <laughs> oh, have you read it? Yeah. Oh, is it about dogging? <laughs> no. What's the etiquette for dogging? Don't. <laughs> Can read the letter. Dear. <laughs> Dear sirs, I'm hoping that you can offer some advice. I'm a great believer and advocate of supporting local businesses. Mm -hmm. For this reason, I often find myself popping to Roger the Butcher. I fear... (laughs) What? He's shagging the butcher? Roger the Butcher. He's saying he's going to... No, 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 he's popping. Oh, he's not Roger in the butcher. No, no. Oh, right. Roger is the name of the butcher. I fear that with the chaos of... uh, Two ham shanks and a bum, please. (laughs) Come on. Nice bit of rump. (laughs) I fear that with the chaos of Brexit, Roger will want to put his meat up. (laughs) If this happens, should I stand firm on my principles, or should I think about the impact on my pocket and ask a friend to take me up the Asda instead? (laughs) (laughs) Kind regards, John. Uh, FYI, John, I mean, marvellous letter. Yeah. But if you start it with dear sirs or dear madam, where you don't put a specific name, you end with yours faithfully. FYI. Get us another ear. Yeah, pass us the debonair. I'll put, I'll put us another. I'm going to let me down this. Oh, that puts hairs on your chest. Great question. I'm all up for supporting local businesses. What's your favourite local business then? Tesco's, <laughs> spa. Uh, My favourite local business, Sainsbury's Local. Is it not that escort called Harry? <laughs> And in episode four, the boys celebrated the podcast's first birthday with a bit of a sing-song. Happy news. Yeah? We've got a birthday to celebrate. Uh, oh. It's our birthday, Jordan. Who's? The podcast. Shut up! It's our 412th birthday, or however long we've been doing this. Uh, no, one first birthday. Oh, is it actually producer? It is. Would you like me to sing uh, my friend Jonathan's birthday song? Happy birthday, yes, go for it. We wish you many happy returns of the day. We hope you will be healthy and strong all the way. Quick to do right, slow to do wrong, and thoughtful to others all the day long. It's special, isn't it? Is that how posh people sing happy birthday? It's how it's how they sung it in Harpenden, which is where he grew up. Is that how like the Queen and that sings happy birthday? No. Because we just do it. We wish you a happy birthday. We wish what? you a happy birthday. We wish you a happy birthday and a really good day. Well, who knew there were so many variants on the, on <laughs> no, the standard happy I, birthday I, song? I've got to put my hands up. I've nicked that off um, this country. Right. Which is a very good series. Good. Well, anyway. Do you, what... want, a, do you want a birthday hug? Come here. Oh. oh, oh! I bet you never had birthday beatings at your school, did you? What was that? Do you, I'll give you a birthday beating. I don't want a birthday beating. Right, I'll give you a birthday beating and a birthday hug. Oh! That's you. That, so if you're... Punch. This is, this is workplace violence. I actually, I, actually, I, I actually feel awful for punching him. And come here, give us a birthday hug. Yeah, good. You know, at the beginning, you read out when is the perfect time for a shower, and you said in the mornings. You, I've showered. I've showered this morning. In filth. Smell fresh as a daisy. Oh no! Hang on. Uh, Come, come back here. Get off your chair. It's your birthday too. (laughs) Oh! 
Beating off William. Give me a dead arm there. That was a quite a good punch. It's last time you go out without me. <laughs> In episode five, Jordan was being like, well, Jordan. Oh, by the way, as well, mm-hmm. I just want to say, and this can be recorded. I'm sorry I was late again this morning. I had it. Well, I do feel a bit sorry for you today. Normally I don't. But I... you did. You, we were going to meet for a little bit of a, you know, luxury coffee. Yeah. Bit of a, you know, tete a tete. But then, don't worry. And uh, you got on the wrong train. Yeah, I got on. I, I do this all the time. I got on the wrong train. From where we record the podcast to where I live, it should only take eight minutes on the train. But um... <laughs> Lord alive! Jordan. I'm so sad. That's the leftover piece. And this is why I had Weetabix for breakfast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, don't, I didn't mean to. Do what should you say? Pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I don't know where that goes. The pizza and gin. Whew. And later on in the episode, William and Jordan answered the age-old problem. Dear William and Jordan, I was recently on a date with a very lovely gent at a notably classy restaurant in Leeds. Pizza Express. After a delightful starter of pan-seared scallops, my main course arrived, which was strip steak. Oh, Pizza Express has changed since I've been. Try my hardest to remember my table manners and impeccable etiquette to impress my date, who was considerably more socially affluent than me. I was eating each bite with alacrity and perfect form until I bit into a piece of gristle. Alacrity. Speed. Okay. Not wanting to appear down market in front of my date, I tried my very best to gnaw through, but to no avail. This put me in a predicament, as it is certainly bad manners to leave the table mid-meal to run to the lavatory to discard a rogue beef sinew, but surely worse to spit it back onto the plate in front of your dining companion. That being said, I chose the former option in lieu of regurgitating my food in front of someone I was already punching above my weight to be on a date with. So I suppose, in essence, my question is this. When you have something unpleasant in your mouth, should you run to the lab for a good old spit or politely swallow? (laughs) Yours sincerely, James. (laughs) These questions. Right, Okay. I mean... (laughs) I mean, why are they coming to us for this advice? (laughs) Okay, if you've... (laughs) What would you do, darling? I am trying so hard right now. So hard Mm -hmm. not to be crude. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's every fibre and being in my body right now. I, if I was at a restaurant and I was eating, I do this because I don't like fat. You know, when you're mm. like chomping on pork. Right, so you know, pork's quite fatty. Mm. So when I'm like chomping on pork, <laughs> I'm supposed to be the mature one. <laughs> when I'm chomping mm. on pork, it sometimes like gathers in the mouth, doesn't it? I usually spit it into a bit of a tissue, bit of tissue. 
What? <laughs> I'm not a swallower. I never have been. I never will be. What are you? I think when it's when it's something that you know, like a like a bone or a fish bone or a, a meat bone yeah. or a bit of gristle. Yes, you you can't swallow that. You can't swallow that because that is unpleasant. So it's okay to spit it into a tissue. Well, you might not have. If you're in a restaurant, you may not have a tissue with you easily to hand. Yeah. Um, so I would either use your left hand if you're right-handed and spit into your right hand, left hand to shield the mouth into the hand and then pop it on the side of the plate. Ugh. Or you could use your napkin as a shield. Okay. Yeah, it's grim, but especially in the instance of a bone, if you swallow it, you're going to have a yeah. bit of an issue. And next, the boys were off on holiday for a couple of special episodes from Monaco. Jordan settled into Monaco life very quickly. Oh my God, these are the best slippers I've ever worn in my life. They're um, a lovely colour. They are so nice. Can we take them on wheels? Yes. Can I take all the toiletries home as well? Yes. Can I take the coffee stuff home? No. No? Everything's in boxes. Everything's... I'm just... I feel... I feel... I feel like a princess. I do. Princess No Grace. I feel like Princess One for no. the Monaco fans. Oh my God, I am Princess No Grace. And Jordan continued his No Grace attitude when it came to choosing who to toast. Right, so who should we toast? I think because we're in Monaco, we should uh, toast to the head of state, the sovereign prince. Who's that? Uh, who? Well, the head of state. Who is it? Prince Albert. Is it actually? Let me just check. <laughs> Um, yes, Albert II, I was right. I knew I should trust you. Yes, okay. it is. Um, I want to tell us to someone. Anyone you can think of Monaco related? Um, that girl, the stewardess, Becky was nice on EasyJet, weren't she? I was very nervous. There was a connection. I was a nervous flyer and I thought she was nice. She said, excuse me, la, just to let you know, you're at the uh, emergency exit there, so in the unlikely event that there's uh, an emergency... You might have to kick the door open, lies. that okay? I went sound, Becky, love, not a problem. She'd done Be- a flight down from Liverpool this morning, <laughs> had she? <laughs> to Becky from EasyJet. And Prince Albert of Monaco. Mm. I'll be honest, the D tastes nicer when you're abroad, doesn't it? That is great. Something a bit special. I'm not even saying it. Producer Ben, try some of that. That is the best gin and de bonnet I have ever had. The morning after, the boys had plenty of stories to share. William had full-on grandad pyjamas. They are my sea blue pyjamas with a light blue piped cotton edging. They are um, grandad pyjamas. <laughs> he had grandad pyjamas, like proper grandad pyjamas. I would rather grandad pyjamas any day than what you had on, well, I just which was in, nothing. And, no, I slept in my boxes. That's disgusting. Oh, that's reminded me, mm. talking to like, the kinky box oh. we found last night in the cupboard. Here. It was just, it was it was pretty. I mean, I did think the evening might take a turn and not for the better. I, I was rooting through old wardrobes, having a prop look round, and there's like a little kinky box you can get. You get a silk. Let's just say you get in a range of things, including a feather and a mask. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. You get a feather tickler, a silk handcuffs, silk blindfold, lube, condoms, a cock ring, and what what other thing on there? A vibrating bullet. And then me and. William, like it was kind of like having a little cute sleepover. It was quite it? fun, actually. I didn't, I did, I did enjoy it. We talked about a range of issues. We put the world to rights last night. We talked. Sorry, Ben wasn't with us. He he was back in his bedsit. Oh, shut up. We talked politics. Hmm? Um, what else did we talk about? I don't know, but there were so many points where you went right. 
we need to go to bed now. Night. And then just carried on chatting. Yeah, I'm bad for that. We talked about your grandparents quite a lot. Yeah, we did talk about my grandma and granddad, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about sitcoms as well. Yeah. And I remember my grandma watching Last at Summer Wine and her teeth falling out. She laughed so much we had to go and find them. And then um, sometimes when I used to stay at my grandma's, I mean, don't <laughs> ring social services because it was the 90s, you could do it then. For me and my brother were in the back room and we, we, we couldn't sleep. She used to get in bed wheels in the middle of bed. Turn the light off, spark a fag up <laughs> in the middle of us, and be like, right, you've got till the end of this fag to fall asleep. <laughs> me and my brother. Well, you said it worked as well. Me and my brother used to be, we were right hypnotic. Well, I was into- basically intoxicated. Yeah, and me and my brother would just like drift off asleep with all this smoke around us. Yeah. God well, bless her. God bless her. They were good, they're good folk, my grandma and granddad. Grandma Vera. Uh, she's not with us anymore. Anyway, my grandmother gave me a book of etiquette. And now look at us. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've got really our grandmother's shaped our future lives. I know, yeah. You're raking it in and I've got a nicotine addiction. <laughs> in episode eight, William asked Jordan about what he'd been up to during his Easter weekend. What did you do for Easter? What's what's an Easter in the in the North household? Just well, I I was in London, I couldn't get home for the Easter weekend. All oh, my all dear. my Do you know what all my family did for the Easter weekend? Parted. Yep, they all went out in Blackpool on an old day. So they all started at mum and dad's. They had Nothing says there. the resurrection of Christ more than an all-nighter in Blackpool. <laughs> an old day. They are. They all went to Blackpool and I couldn't go because the trains weren't running. So I just stayed at home in my flat on my own, ate loads of Easter eggs and chocolate and Netflix and chilled on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what Jesus... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is what I've wanted. You're listening to some of the best bits from Series 3 of Help, I Sexted My Boss. Series 4 returns on Tuesday, 1st of October. So make sure you are subscribed and ready. I know I am. And in series three, to tide you over from the first half to the second, we heard Jordan's joke of the week for the first time. It had mixed results. It was hard getting over my addiction to the hokey cokey, but I've turned myself around and that's what it's all about. <laughs> to be honest, you can switch off now. <laughs> I mean, Jordan, you you do some pretty good jokes, but that was terrible. That was good. I'll, I'll, I, you're, right, you're gonna like this one, okay? No, no. Let's no, save no, no, it no, for no, next no, week. No, because I really want to tell him because I'll forget it next week. What do you call a Frenchman who encourages people to smoke? I don't know. Pierre pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Well, you should have done that one rather than that hokey cokey one. Right. So a fella walks into a pharmacist. He says, uh, have you got any lube, pal? And the pharmacist says, no, we've ran out. Have you tried boots? He says, I want a sliding, not marching. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very funny joke. You like that one, don't I do you? like that joke. So, I refused to believe that I was gay and dyslexic. I was in Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, a fella goes into the doctor's. He says, I can't stop predicting the future. I keep predicting the future, keep getting, what's the word, reminiscent, when you can see. The joke's going well. Visions. Yeah. Keep getting visions and just can't stop predicting the future and it's ruining my life. The doctor says to the fellow, when did this start happening? He said, (laughs) next Thursday. You never laugh at your own jokes. Uh, he's a creep. What? Say who? Who? Spider-Man. <laughs> what? He's a big-headed get. Who? Humpty Dumpty. I tell you what, she's a lazy bitch. Who? Sleeping beauty. Right, quit while you're ahead. He's always flapping him. Who? Batman. <laughs> I seen George Michael just before he died, mm. and he had chocolate all around his mouth, and I said, Hey, George! You've been a bit careless with your whisper. <laughs> For Americans listening, whisper is a chocolate bar. <laughs> I thought it was a good joke, that. No, so it's funny. It made me laugh. No disrespect to George Michael. I love George. So a lady walks into <laughs> a lady walks into a laundrette with a dress in her hand and she shouts to the lady behind the counter, Lynn, I've got a dress here that needs cleaning. It's got a massive stain on it. Will you be able to clean it? I need it for this week. And Lynn, who doesn't quite hear her in the back, says, Come again? She says, No, it's red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that? No. (laughs) Come again? No. No, red wine. (laughs) And that wasn't the only new thing in Series 3. William and Jordan got to discussing producer Ben's new tattoo in episode 11. Well, I worry from a medical point of view. I don't think injecting ink into your skin is particularly brilliant. I mean, if it's a tiny bit, mm, okay. If it's like an entire sleeve, I think that's that's asking for trouble later on in life. Um, and the cost 
these aren't like you know 50p it's art no if it was art people would be getting canalettos tattooed on their arm okay it's not art i i think some tattoos look great and i actually fancy people with tattoos i think you are fit when you see certain with tattoos you're like we're gonna have to keep you and producer ben in a different room i don't know um no i think some tattoos are, are beautiful my brother my younger <laughs> so I think we need to leave a pause in between <laughs> pause my younger brother's got a, a full sleeve on his right arm and it was great and I think he's really suited it but this is where some people go wrong then he's gone a bit daft now and he's got loads he got the bloody England badge last summer because we thought we were going to win the World Cup my dad once got the Burnley badge tattooed on his arm he went mm. and got it tattooed a week later they changed the badge <laughs> We well, see it's just asking for trouble, um, and that's the, uh, and, until the cost of removing tattoos decreases, and I'm sure it will in time, because it's relatively new sort of technology. Never I, looks the same. Well, I'd never it? obviously get a tattoo. If you were to get a tattoo, where would it be, and what would it be? I nearly, in not that I, I'm in any way encouraging this. I thank God every day. I nearly got the Chuckle Brothers tattooed on my bum in my glove. <laughs> I've never told you this before, right? I got the, the nickname around the pool, Chuckles, because mm. everyone thought I was cheery. It was actually this Cockney lad. Oh, what, well, mate? It's Chuckles. Here he is, Chuckles. You're on holiday eight. with producer Ben. I was like eight, yeah, producer Ben on Talksport. I was like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just started calling me Chuckles. And we ended up in this tattoo shop in Magaluf. And you've been to Magaluf, you know what I mean? It's just off the strip. And oh, mate, yes, I know it well. It was about four in the morning, and my mate was like, mate. Mate, you should get a suckle brothers tattooed. And I was about to, and I was about 18 euros short. So he was going around the shop asking for money. And I think I was about, I got about six euros short, and the guy wouldn't do it because we already got him down. I said, well, we'll come back tomorrow. I woke up the next day and I was like, thank God I didn't get the Chuckle Brothers. Mm. If I was going to get a tattoo... And then there was that other holiday as well that you had when you had Paul and Barry on your bum, but that's a different story. <laughs> That is a different story. I go through phases where I'm like, right, should I get tattoos? Please don't. And then I think some... I don't think I'd suit them. I, I think know. when you're a bit older, later this year, you will realise you were sensible not to. Okay. What tattoo... If you had to choose what tattoo would you get? Well, I wouldn't. No? I might get I might get like a pocket square on my on my left pectoral <laughs> top pocket handkerchief. That's it, yeah. No. Sorry, come on. Let's be honest. Your left tit. Pectoral. From Monaco to Burnley, William and Jordan travelled far and wide in series three. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a Dutch oven? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I'm currently in bed with William, and I'm just drunk. No, can we? Sorry, in a platonic, Eric and Ernie style way. Okay, there is nothing weird about two men sharing a bed. <coughs> Hello, and welcome to the special Burnley State visit episode of Help. I sexted my boss. My name is Jordan North. I'm currently in a bed in the Holiday Inn in Burnley next to my co-host and better half. Well, no, don't say it like that. William. I I am the better of the two. William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert. Uh, When I say I'm currently in bed, we are. We're not just doing this on a podcast. We're currently in bed. Um, I've got a face mask on and I'm drinking a Gin and the Bonnet, producer Ben's walking around with his shit tattoo and top off. 
So. Like the chav he's becoming. And as part of the special Burnley episode, William was taken on turf by Jordan and Veronica. He loved every second. Turf Moor, where do we get the name? What does it mean? The land that we are now stood on was a moorland and it was used for horse racing. I never knew that. It cost Burnley £65 to make this land into a football ground. Thank you. Here we go. I'm glad I've asked a question you didn't know the answer to, John. Oh, God, look at the rain. Oh, look at this. So we're now standing... Oh, is this the posh bit, because it's got the carpet? This is the home director's area. Oh, Veronica, this is great. Can we go pitch side? Yeah, new grass seeding put in. This is where the managers are, William. OK, so this is the important... This sort is of where... The, the people dugout. that control... The dugout. The what? The dugout. The dugout. Look at this. So we're walking, and this is called what? This is called turf, on, turf going, side. This is dugout. Track side. And you've got to go and stand where Sean Dash stands. On oh, my word, I'm so excited. Oh, I am. Not as excited as George. Can you get some pictures, Ben? This is where he stands. And do not go past that white line. No, you're not allowed on. Do you get shot? Are there snipers on the roof? Very safe. I were at Wembley. You're not allowed on. Go and shout, go and shout. Ref! Ref! What are you doing? Go and run up and scream I it. can't run. Oh, like this. <laughs> Ruff! Come on! <laughs> you do it. Referee! What are you doing? <laughs> Very cross. And William and Jordan absolutely loved this next letter. William and Jordan, brackets and Ben. To start, I will apologise for my grammar. It's not the best, although I am sure you will correct it. Have you seen what you've done now? You've got people apologising before they've even wrote in. Written. Oh, for... F- <laughs> you couldn't make that up. <laughs> Are you being serious? Is it written? Yes! Oh, for God's sake. You've got people so scared to write in that they have to apologise for the grammar in advance. Nobody, if you're listening, Gian Divas, do not apologise to Snobby McSnobbington there because you're worried about what he thinks of your grammar. You write in however you write. The advice I need is on the following. I met a guy at a university and we fancied each other right away. Although, due to both being in long-term relationships, we never made any advances towards each other Mm -hmm. and tended to keep our distance at gatherings. Or, as Jordan might call them, (laughs) piss-ups. True. (laughs) After graduating in 2017, we have recently reconnected over the last couple of months. But, and here is the issue. Oh, my God, is that a rat? Oh, my God. Where? Where? Jordan, you're not serious. Joking! I was joking! I, was, I promise you, I was joking. Jordan, that is my literally don't. <laughs> I was joking. I know you're sorry. I know. William's terrified of rats. Like, it's his phobia. I'm so, I feel a bit bad now. <sighs> but, and here is the issue. The last time I saw him, which was when we were in third year, he was clean-shaven. Now... He is not. Oh, he's got a beard. Now, I like a beard just as much as the next person, but his beard is, for want of a better word, terrifying. I have to casually bring it up in conversation. However, he shrugs it off and says he needs to grow it for five years for it to be how he wants it. He has only been growing it for one year. My housemate winds me up and says it looks like he dropped his chin in PVA and stuck his pube trimmings onto his chin. (laughs) 
But she isn't wrong. I have attached photographs. That's called monkey face. To be fair, I've looked at these. I've looked at these photographs. I would agree to. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is a proper pube face. That is that. Bless him. I know he'd take the piss, but that is what Ben'd look like if he grew a beard. I know I sound awful, but looks do matter to an extent. Yet I also do not want to be a woman that tells a man how to look. That's never been my style. Bless you. How do I tell him how I feel about his beard without upsetting him? I look forward to your response. I mean, we're looking at them pictures. I I mean, she she does have a very valid point. Here's my advice, right? Mm -hmm. You do it subtly. So you, you, you go for your pictures on Facebook, you go back to when you are at uni, and you're like, oh, look at us there. You oh, look so good. That was our part, yeah. Oh, you look really good. Oh, do you know what? Looking at them pictures, do you know what? Mm. I think I prefer you without the beard, you know. Just looking at them pi- I mean, I like the beard now. I get what you're doing, but, oh, look at us there in Tiger Tiger. Oh, look at there where Becky were being sick and you didn't have your beard. I think I prefer you without the beard and you'll get the hint. I think you do it subtly. Now, throughout Series 3 of the podcast, every G and diva across the land wanted to find out what happened in Monaco. And in Episode 15, it was time to reveal all. I'm very nervous about this episode. I was just going to say the same thing. I don't want to do this, but I'm a man of my word and we have said that we would. In this episode, we have to explain, in this penultimate episode... Yeah. Of Help I Sexed My Boss. Series three. We have to explain what happened in Monaco. Yeah. I think it could affect work for you. I th- yeah, I think it could end my career. I think people will never look at us the same again. Let's just get it over and done with. Okay, you're probably going to be disappointed, but the thing that happened in Monaco is still awkward now. So we were in the hotel room and we'd had a few drinks and... <laughs> And Ben came back to the hotel room as well, producer Ben. All, all three of us were in the hotel room. We'd just been for a nice meal. And we were... We were sat round, <clears throat> sitting round. I'm going to launch for you one of these days. We were sitting round having a drink. I remember I'd just come off the balcony because I'd just had a fag. Mm. And we were sitting round chatting. And William stood up all of a sudden. And... Rushed off to the toilet. And, <laughs> and as he rushed off to the toilet, he let out the manliest of longest of smelliest farts you have ever heard in your life. And it wasn't just a trump, it was a bricklayer's... You have to remember... Up until that point, I had never farted. So that was the first time I had ever broken wind. And me and Ben just didn't know where to look. And William was like... <laughs> William. It was not that long William, William came back. He tried going to the toilet to do it. He came back, he sat down and went... <laughs> Chaps, we will never talk about this again. And I have been wanting to tell you all series. William Hansen farted. He farted in front of me and Ben, and it was so loud and abrupt and manly. And me and Ben just didn't know where to look. It's like when your nan farts. We just didn't know I what to do. I didn't know what it was. It was a new sensation. <laughs> and it's, 
It's taken me a while to get used to this. <laughs> so there you have it. William farted. That's what's happened in Monaco. Before the series curtain call, William and Jordan discussed what one item they'd take if they were stranded on a desert island. Steve writes Sunday love song. And who else is on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock? Um, is it Desert Island, desert island Discs on, channel, on Radio 4? I think that's on at half nine, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, it's only half an hour. Um, is it sad is that I've song? already got my top eight for Desert Island Discs? Your top eight? You know, your songs. Wow, that's really conceited that they think they're going to ask, they're going to ask you to <laughs> go on that? it. I think we should cut that. Place. I think most of the BBC bosses would want you on a Desert Island, but that's not the same <laughs> as Desert Island I've Discs. I've picked him, and I'm going to be like, yeah, Kirsty, this song reminds me of when me and my family used to be in the car. What would be your luxury item? Ooh... I think my luxury item would be a radio. Oh, so on brand. Well, it would. Keep me in tune with the world. I can know what's going on. I've got company. Yeah. What would yours be? A feather duster? Uh, Sean Mendes, probably. <laughs> you love Sean Mendes. I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy is fit. Like, you can't mm-hmm. deny that. But you actually... Obviously, if Mikey weren't available. Oh, of course. If you couldn't take Mikey, take Sean Mendes. Mm-hmm. Producer Ben's just buzzed through and said that um, Mikey would be good because Mikey could put up my shelves, arrange for flat pack furniture. Yeah, of course. Do the dry the stone walling, that sort of thing. Right then, up you get, William. Come on, we need to make this mud up. Come on. Time's time. Mikey's luxury item would be a trowel. <laughs> In case you didn't know, um, William's boyfriend's a bricklayer from no, Wakefield. No, he's not. I have said this. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. It, it really does. It really doesn't. And to finish us off, William revealed what he got up to on his anniversary night with Mikey the bricklayer. How's your week been? What were you telling me about Mikey before? Well. Cheers. Next week, it's Mikey and my fourth anniversary. Is it? It is. So last night, in bed, I decided to give him what all of our partners really want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hubba, hubba, ding, ding, woof, woof. (laughs) That kind of thing. I gave him a relationship MOT. (laughs) Because, you know, every year, once you get past the third year, you're supposed to have an MOT. (laughs) So I just, we just checked in. This is brilliant. We just checked in to, you know, see how things were going. The poor lad had probably had a day of it on building site, crafting away. He's come home, took his boots off, just wants a bit of tea, a bath, and then you're there giving him an MLT. He works hard, that lad. You don't appreciate him enough. Well, I think I think he enjoyed the MLT. He passed. He Did passed, he? I okay, should just say. So what is the sort of thing that you would discuss? Well, I checked his tyres. He really appreciated that. <laughs> and they're all fine. Yeah. You know, we his gear sticks in good order. <laughs> Did his oil need and he's got he's got a lovely clutch. <laughs> I need to stop snorting when I laugh. <laughs> no, I think he really. You know, we were just checking in. Do we want to do a, another year? Do we want to? You know, anything we need to change about the relationship? All was fine. He said. He, do you know what he said to me? Go on. He said, I'm very easy to be in a relationship with. Oh. Yeah, he didn't I, say that. Didn't <laughs> what, did, was there any feedback? Was there anything he wants you to change? No, not really. No, he said pretty, pretty perfect. 
To hear brand new episodes first, subscribe to Help I Sexted My Boss on your usual podcast app. And hit follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Sexted My Boss. Anyway, pour your G&D and get ready for the fourth series of Help I Sexted My Boss. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>